When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Maryland sports fans. There's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Northern Invasion has landed. Now to full days. Rock on the Range. Three days. May 15th, 16th, and 17th. Columbus Crew Stadium. Rock USA Oshkosh is back, and it's a whole new beast. Come on and raise your flesh. You got the right to Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, again with the festive Baco. How are you, sir? I am festive times two today. That's right. What is this episode about? It's about music festivals. <laughs> yes, yes. We're continuing on from the last time. We do these all in a marathon session for the, yeah. the listening pleasure of our audience. And Now, what your your general thoughts on music festivals are slightly different than mine right like you prefer to see only bands you like for longer periods of time pretty much or if it's a just a great lineup which it rarely is yeah um well, the, the problem it is difficult to to do like the you know i mean there's always gonna be people, people who don't like something well yeah but there's but there's some definitely some weak stuff on a lot of these tours i, I, I give you an example the 
whenever there's a hole, like I know there's a couple, I, I think I sent a funny schedule to you for the Northern Invasion one where it was kind of, you know. Yeah, but it got a lot of fun with that one with the people I went with too. They all enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, because it was pretty much spot really? on. Like you had a four-hour hole. When you had those those three-hour gaps in the middle of the day where you give, <laughs> when you don't care at all about any of the bands and they all suck, that's just, it's it's hard to keep it going. You know what I mean? Especially when it's two days. Yeah. That's, the, that's why I think it's challenging. Yeah, and I got three days coming up. Boy. But there, it doesn't look like there's any uh, second stages, by the way, at Rock. Oh, that's second. interesting. All right, all right. So, anyway. Well, my takes on them, I do, I do kind of like the sample sizes of, of bands, especially when I haven't heard them. Um, and I like kind of bouncing around a bit and, and seeing them. I also like, you know, because like that Grand Rock Timber is only one stage, too. I don't mind the breaks between bands, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a. Uh, when I was younger, it was, it was a lot more fun to bounce around, but uh, not anymore. The the joints aren't what they used to be. The doctor said I rock too hard. <laughs> I hear you. So yeah. But, well, one of these is that in the last couple of years, Rock on the Range has had uh, these comedy tents where they featured a lot of uh, comedians throughout yeah, the day. I got mixed feelings on that. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I've never I've never been to it, but it, I was using that as a segue to one of the comedians that recently has had an album come out which you reviewed jim brewer oh yeah absolutely um that was a fun record yes yeah absolutely i think so too i i i was shocked how much i actually enjoyed it yeah same here i anticipated it just like ah another music comedy record. yeah but but here's the thing is that i laughed zero times during that entire album Oh, not me. I laughed a Did lot. Did you? Okay. Well, I didn't think it was very funny. A good laugh, though. I mean, like, he's got some... <laughs> he talks about, like, uh, my wife list of, left a list of things I got to do. She just texts to see if I'm through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's straight up. Like you said, you, you call it dad rock, right? Dad metal. Yes. And what I mean... He wants to get away from his kids and wife and oh, crank metal. That's exactly the whole theme of the album. But the... the yeah. Uh, you know the the theme is is funny. I'm I'm just saying that it actually is a, just a good rock record. So it's 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 there. It's humorous, but it's not going. Yeah. That down goes garage door. Yes, yes. The the thrash, thrash <laughs> song is great. The raising teenage girls is uh. Yeah, that one was fun. Yeah. I think we could. Well, you're not there yet, uh, but uh, it'll become much more relatable in about I don't know, eleven, twelve oh, years. I'm sure. I'm sure it'd be very amusing. But yeah, man. So uh, you, you reviewed it. You, you would give it a pretty solid rating overall, right? I think it gets a little weak. Yep, it gets yep. a little weak on the second half. But uh, sure. I'll tell you what, though. The thing that I was most shocked about was that probably one of the best ACDC songs I've heard in quite a while. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, uh by the way, let's can we talk about how like starting with uh, uh, Black Ice, like it seemed like uh, Brian Johnson's voice went back to like 1982. It's definitely it's like he he spent about a decade and a half sounding like Donald Duck, and all of a sudden he sounds like himself again. Yeah, I'm sure some of that has to do with the, the production or whatnot, but but and but maybe not. I mean, it sounds pretty natural, but but his voice sounds spectacular. And I, I also, I thought the funniest thing, I'll say this, in an album that I thought was really not that funny, but good, was the fact that he has, <laughs> there's, like I've said, is that ACDC can release a comp album of 
25 songs that have the name that have the word rock in the title and and not only is there one but there's an intro there's mr rock and roll and then whatever the uh, rock dream or whatever it's called the little intro right before it so there's two songs involve him with the word rock which had to be intentional that had to be part of the joke don't you think (laughs) yeah but that song is great right his voice sounds good No, and it's actually it's an actual stab at legitimate rock, you know, music or metal music. Um, And there's a handful of those on there. I I think I I found more comedy in it than you did, apparently. But yeah, that's it's pretty solid song. I think uh, I know where you're going with this. It sounds like you want to play. Well, actually, I'm going to. Man, it's 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 hard for me to decide. I might have to do a double shot off this album, but I, I think that. That might be too much. I, my favorite song on the album actually is Old School. Oh, really? Uh, what's, oh, shit. What's the one where he's talking about his buddy who's having a hard time? Uh, that's Don't Be a Dick Tonight or Be a Dick Tonight. I love Don't Be a Dick Tonight. <laughs> or he's going to be a dick tonight. going to be a dick tonight. That one's pretty good when they talk about, like, yeah, then he got hit by a car. It's okay. He's, he's all right, though. He's all right. Now we're full bloom, but we're getting thrown out of the bar because he started a fight with the bouncer. Okay? Well, yeah, he's hitting on the bouncer's wife who's pregnant. I go, how do you not know this situation? He goes, bro, I thought she was fat. You know how I like chubby chicks. And this is what's explained in front of the husband. So naturally, the guy throws us out. So what does he do? He takes his Roman candles and starts firing it at the bouncer. And then he gets hit by a car. No, that one's pretty good, but you know, uh, you want to feature two? You want to feature one? Yeah, that's fine. I guess if I'm picking one, it does. And by the way, I don't have to. Uh, I, I like Thrash probably, but yeah, no, they're, they're all good. Um, you know what? I'm just going to stick to one here. We're going to feature that. Definitely check out the at least the first five tracks in the album. But let's go with let's go with a, a summary of all the bands that we like essentially, and that is the track Old School. <laughs> Please. 
the great James Hetfield once said, nothing else matters. This is my church. This is my temple. This is my therapy. talk about one of our favorite bands in the last uh, couple years and that is Volby correct correct and so new album out with the great title of oh god seal the deal and let's boogie which continues their streak of albums with an ampersand (laughs) in the middle or ampersand but uh, anyway so you know before we go into a song what are your thoughts on the new album well, it's good, but um, about every other song, I feel like I've heard it already. It's funny you say that. The, the summary that I can do for the, the review of this album, which I do like and has grown on me, but mm-hmm. basically I would say, hey, if you liked Lola Montez <laughs> off the last album, you'll fucking love this album. Because that song, The Bliss, I can't even listen to because there it keeps there's parts of it I think it's going to break into – Lola Montez. And that's the one that sounds the most like it, but there's a lot that are... That might be the thing that, that I keep going back to because there are so many parts... Like, we were, we were just talking... Uh, can we say off-air? Does that count? Um, sure. We were just talking, leading into this, that you know I'm horrible with song titles, and I'm really bad with it with uh, Volbeat out of most bands. But they definitely have a certain sound, but this seems like they kind of just sucked into like what worked the best. And yes and no. Yep. Kept hitting it, you know. I mean, yeah. Well, there's the, the thing is about it is, is this one is definitely less thrashy. There's the, in each album they have like like there's no Doc Holiday on this one, or sure. there's nothing like that that just like cuts your head off. But the closest to that would be the the title track "Seal the Deal," which I I, I fucking love that song. It's and, and they I saw an interview with um, Rob Caggiano, and he was talking about that that one was kind of like they were thinking about doing a Motorhead cover. So the actual uh, verse the verses are kind of motor head at uh, ish if you go listen back to it but that's definitely a faster song but there's very few of those on here correct yeah it's very melodic which is why I like it but but it, it took a while to not hear the kind of uh, part of a part of the issue with the album for me too is the sequencing like they there's a lot more uh, more more rocking songs near the the end, which they should have thrown in the beginning, because like you said, the yeah. derivative part, there's many songs in a row that kind of start with, you know, there's only so many times where a band can start off the song with the chorus for me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like how they start... I do. Where they start with the chorus, then go into the verse, that kind of that Beatles kind of thing, where there's a lot that do that. Uh, there's a cover of a Georgia Satellite song 
ironically. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I actually I, kind of dig that one. There's also a, a band that I don't know anything about really called Teenage Bottle Rocket playing this song called Rebound, which I think is pretty catchy too. Oh, I didn't know it was a cover. Yeah, and so, the, yeah, there's two covers on it. The thing I do like about the album is the fact that I know that, because I just saw a set list from them, they play like tw- a 20-song uh, concert. These songs will fit in nicely in their set list because it's a nice variety where they didn't, they didn't yeah. have too many of these songs except for the last two albums like this. And I will say, it's, go ahead. It almost sounds like I'm complaining about the record. It's a solid it record. Is. I just, uh, a little less derivative would have been better for yes, me. But I don't know, it's fucking pretty good. The, the thing about uh, on all the other albums. Still jerk off to Exactly. It. But what is one of your favorite songs, one we can agree on for this album? I think the uh, the shining star on the record has to be Black Rose, featuring our uh, uh, another mutual love of ours, uh, Danko Jones. Yes, which launched the entire podcast as well for, yeah, really for did, mutual yeah. admiration. But tell me why you think this is such a, a, a solid song, and I'll, I'll tell you why I think it is too. Well, you know that uh, you shared the song with me, but I knew I was buying the record, and I don't like teasers. Like, I didn't even... I avoided Star Wars trailers for A Force Awakens just so I could be totally surprised, you know. So when I really like a band, I don't like to hear anything until I hear it. Anyway, I threw the CD in, and and then the moment you hear Danko Jones' voice, everything about the record so far changed for me. It's just so, it punches in in a way you don't expect. It wasn't what I thought I was going to hear, and frankly, it was better. And fucking A, man. It's rock and roll. It's everything I, I... we do this podcast about it's it's perfect. And then when you think it's just enough, they have that breakdown that's kind of Elvisy, the last uh, forty seconds of it on the outro, yeah. and it, that just takes it to the next level.
Baco, why don't you talk about a fest coming up that you mentioned prior? What you got coming up? Yeah, you, uh, you know, while we were talking, I kind of pulled up their lineup just to double-check who I was going to see in. And just a few minutes ago, I was talking about the virtues and uh, of, a, of a festival. But I'm looking at this, and there are some negatives. Uh, I am about to see... Well, I don't mind asking Alexandria, but I'm about to see them for the third time in about five months. And I'm going to see Disturbed for the second time in about two oh, months, boy. and that is not a good no. thing. And motherfucker, Chevelle is playing. <laughs> yes, our nemesis, both of us. Oh, my God. And they're, and they're after Finger 11. Fucking Finger 11? Why are they even there? I don't know. It's the same reason that Theory of a Dead Man, Seether, Kinder, they're all of these... Whoever the, the management companies of these bands are, they should be commended because I don't know that I've never met a fan of any of these bands, but they can, they, but they, but they continue. I know a Seether fan. Okay, one. I know okay. one. But but my point is, they're always on these these fests. Continuously, they're out there. Just always in the, is an obstacle right in the middle of the day. Finger Eleven. I never see him do anything. No, I, I I don't get it. Anyway, or I never see him do one thing. <laughs> I get it. Continue. But but of course there are some highlights. Uh, Wilson and yep. Boba Flex are are both Which is there. Awesome. I can't get enough either. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Continue. Oh God! Yeah, and the Five Finger Death Punch. Of course. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Slipknot's the headliner. I like them. I don't think they're you're as big uh, on them. No. Um, but uh, I have not seen Allison Chains since uh, the um, facelift tour. Wow. You're, you're gonna yeah, love so, it. I've seen him three times without Lane. Yeah, I, um, I'm looking for probably one of the, as far as the headliners. Easily, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Sure. And they're they're the third day. So, uh, so you like the the non Lane lineup? I, I definitely like them live. Uh, the I think we talked about this before. The the black turns into blue. Whatever that album was, I think it was it was called. Yeah. Um, wasn't a fan of that one. Save a few tracks. The dinosaur okay. dinosaur album was definitely much better, but still just a little more than half. But but I definitely. Uh, uh, it seems like it turned more into a Jerry Cantrell solo project with a harmonizing singer. Exactly. But there are some definitely standout tracks on the, the latest album. Some of them are definitely not the singles. I wasn't thrilled with the, I think, Stone. One of the best guitar tones, by the way, of all time, uh, Cantrell oh, has. Oh, 100%. From, from the beginning. And even his acoustic stuff, which is an entirely different el- you know element, he just he nails it. Um, and he definitely... Uh, well, going back to Lane, the two of them, like Lane's ability to to write the perfect melody and lyrics, like just fit the brooding, brooding kind of dark tone to all of uh, the music Cantrell writes. And um, yeah, it, it, it's too bad that it's not there, but um, he still has the ability to write those music. And I, I think the songs are are good. They're just you know, it's it's just not what it used to be. Right, but. <laughs> But again, this is one of the bands that we featured on our 1991 episode that actually came out in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we do not follow the rules, people. That's right. Even the rules we set. It, has, it had a cultural impact in 1991, so it counts. The greatest year in rock that we will never have another episode called The Greatest Year in Rock. Correct? No, no Never. Way. So what song you want to feature, Baco? Well, let's uh, tip it off with... Uh, what You like the song Voices? I absolutely do. Great pick. You know, that was the name of a Hall & Oates record, too. Who am I 
Eric Baco, what is yet another fest you are attending? Well, I I don't want to talk about warp, so let's just skip that. Um, Grand Rock Timber, which kind of wraps up summer and festival season for Baco mm-hmm. and most of America. And it's one of those kind of like uh, the bands from like when we were growing up, Cinderella, Poison, Vince Neil, all that kind of stuff. And it, it's kind of a hodgepodge. Sure. But, uh, it, it's kind of a two-day. It's fun. But is it – you mentioned it has Cinderella. It's not actually Cinderella, is it? Well, no, I just was kind of lumping them in. It does have Tom Kiefer okay. uh, and his band. By the way, they were there last year too and just amazing. Yeah, I've, I've always respected Cinderella and, and loved uh, – their their first three albums, which was pretty much what they had. That and what still climbing. I, I never really heard that. I don't remember that one much. Do you, did you ever have that? Yeah, it was still climbing. Was the third one? I've never fourth, heard it. Fourth, fourth one. They had. Uh, Heart- oh, you're right. Heartbreak Station was the third. Yeah, which was it was decent. But yeah, you said that I apologize. Always, always love loved his voice, and I've I've wanted to see him. It's good that you said he's great live because I I've been interested in seeing him as well. Yeah, it's probably better than seeing Cinderella, but. Just because he has, you know, it's a pretty full band. He's got a keyboard player, three backup singers, uh, two guitar. He, he plays guitar and he has a guitar player, and of course, bass and drums. But uh, yeah, the, so he can do everything he wants to do. Yeah, it's, the lineup sounds similar to what I. Unfortunately, in my my journey to Denver, it was working out that I was passing through Nashville. Oh, right. On on Saturday. And, farm rock or something like that. Yeah, but the problem is on my, on my journey, farm rock was the week prior, and but that lineup was, you know, I was, I was trying to get together with with uh, Chris and Aaron of Decibel Geek, and we were all set to do it for actually to do a podcast together, and it did not work out with the timing, unfortunately. But the point being is the farm rock was right the week before the Saturday before, which killed me because it was yeah. it was kind of the same lineup. It was like Tom Kiefer. It had. Uh, Laughter, yeah, but it also had. Hey, I think they're at Rock Timber this year. I bet they are. They have uh, Vince Was Striper there. Yeah, I'm not sure, but they had Vince Neil and John Karabi like on the same <laughs> <laughs> on, on the same night. And I just remember this picture. Did you see that picture of them together? Yeah, I would. I love how you highlighted the the middle finger. I wonder if that was intentional. No, I I, I highlighted the fact that they were next to a can of Jif. That's what you were highlighting. Yeah, they had the, they had the little. I was circling the fact that that <laughs> that, that, that right before that right before uh, you know Vince goes on. Did you even notice him? Like Karabi is using the middle finger to point at him. I did not actually. So that's that's even funnier. That that gets another level of of. Uh, hilarity to me but no it was like his dressing room he was wearing like a just a dumpy a dumpy <laughs> red shirt vince neal was and he was right next to a, a can of jiff that had a, a knife sticking in it and like a sandwich next to him it just it just looked funny i can see that in his writer and then nicholas cage came in and broke it up <laughs> that's right get out of here this is my, Vince, Vince, Vince. this is my friend unbelievable beating women oh anyway so you know an impression heavy episode it has and none of them are good but let's let's go <laughs> Vince Neil and Motley Crue Rock- I think my Luke Bryan's pretty sad <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so so talking about Cinderella and, and Tom Kiefer is that there is a band out of uh, Columbus name of the band is one of the greatest names ever it's called the Robot Lords of Tokyo 
And I'm, it's funny that that you like the name because you, you're actually fairly finicky with band names. And stuff. Well, I don't really like it. I just think it's ridiculous. But the it's actually taken from I knew it from lyrics from a Clutch song. This band, Rob, Rob ugh, Jesus, this see, it's it's hard to even say. Ro- Robot Lords of Robot Chicken. Yeah, Robot Chickens of Nebraska put out the this a, a, <laughs> a cover of Night Songs, which is kick ass. Enough talk. Let's play it. <laughs>
All right. Well, um, that was interesting. Robot Lords of Tokyo doing night songs. Um, thanks for that, Luce. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Well, on the, on the, but back to the festival theme and not fest that you missed because it was a week before you drove through the town it was in. Yeah. Um, you have the one we talked about, the, the, the high elevation first annual, um, soon to be a four day monstrosity. <laughs> yes, with uh, two bands I want to see. It, it uh, spaced out between just one two? o'clock. One o'clock. No, no, I'm saying in general, these they usually have. Here's the band you want to see. It's at one o'clock, and then you're screwed until seven. Well, who, we talked about Shaman's Harvest, and uh, we did touch on Volbeat, I guess. But you also brought up the Texas Hippie Coalition, who. Um, I'm familiar with them only in visual and by name because they got like a fat singer and uh, <laughs> yes. uh, another one of the band names you probably think is stupid. Or no, silly I like or I like this one because that pretty much summarizes that they they're kind of like Pantera with a sense of humor as far as their their sound a lot with the the guitars. But you know, obviously it's, it stands for THC, which is very popular out here. Ah, but, didn't get that. Oh, you never got that. No, I, I guess I don't go around uh, making um, whatever. Well, was it anagrams or whatever of uh, all the bands I like. So. They, they well, they mention it in tons of their songs. That's 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 how you. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm a noob here. I, I need some exposure, and, and I appreciate that, yes. that you've educated. Yes. So their new album is the I think it's got the dark side of black or the the blacker side of blackness or it has a silly title like that but and i'm not even going to go into the new album that much except for one song because the new album is not very good but it does have a really good track on <laughs> on it and if you want you know if, so it's not a gateway drug in other words listen to this song and then go to other records by them correct you can listen to this for an idea of their their vibe and but the the lead singer let's go into him real quick his name is and i featured him on one of our first episodes which are great great names of great bands and his name is big daddy rich he basically looks like if kid rock ate two kid rocks um he he's and he kind of has that same kind of swagger (laughs) and ridiculous uh bigger than life persona the lyrics are are pretty funny on most of the albums they're they're very rarely uh straightforward and you know he 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 doesn't rap does he no 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 he just he just likens himself to an outlaw or he's he's uh you know he's a a a bull rider or he's doing all this stuff it's does he get in the pit and try to have some fun no he doesn't he is not uh a very serious man and you definitely need to read some interviews if you just type in texas hippie coalition interview with big daddy rich he is the most ridiculous interview subject and i think that that is the person that i definitely want to get on the show for one of them that, that we might interview i passed on uh, a media request for them and they just came through town recently now i'm gonna rethink it i'm gonna pay more attention rethink it because his interviews are really funny but the song i'm going to feature is called knee deep off of the latest album that has the word black in it which I cannot know. I think it's the darker side of black. I'm going with that right now because I don't have my notes. To the internet. To the internet, darker side of black and Texas hippie. Let's see if I got it right. Survey says, come on, ding, come ding, on, ding. come on. Yes. Dark, uh, dark side of black. There you go. No, er. dark side of black is the one. Anyway, here is knee deep from Texas hippie coalition. There's a ring there on a finger. Beautiful wedding band. The 
think all right loose i think we've completed our task of playing bands on the summer fests do you agree this is the yeah i do this is the second consecutive episode where i've needed to shower afterwards i'm so rocked out as am i it is absolutely disgusting so let's do an outro where i'm gonna play one other band that has a few songs on their album that i like and that is a band called highly suspect and the song blood feather i'm baco i'm loose cannon and this is you've been listening to cobras and fire (laughs) rock's not dead it's hiding and you found it well done
Maryland sports fans. There's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 